we look it. On this uh, Your Reaction Tuesday, the day after the Green Bay Packers looked just bad. Just bad in that contest against the Raiders last night. Offensively speaking, more so than anything. Just just bad. Just a poor performance. I, you know, again, I sit here and I start to go over the statistics and I look over the last couple of games and I start to see the interceptions. I start to see the... The tightening, if you will, on the reins via the play calling. It's like, okay, teams are now scheming directly for Jordan Love, and they're understanding more and more what it is and what he can and can't do and what teams are giving you. And you start to go back and look at this and watch some of these plays. And, you know, yeah, there's been a a shakeup on the offensive line. Yeah, there's been a shakeup in the backfield. Yeah, I I understand all of that. So what you're waiting for is, okay, to the next two weeks, really kind of help this team get healthy. Do they have then two weeks of preparation to get ready for, for all intents and purposes, a bad Denver team? And can they put it all together? Can they get themselves, first of all, some points early on? Because it's been, I, I've been through the statistics all day with you. The, the first half of ball games is atrocious, specifically over the last three games. And it's trending in a terrible direction. Last night, if you want to take away a positive, the defense didn't play bad. They didn't give up over 100 yards. And there were only four penalties. You know, not bad. And and a couple of those penalties were really, I think, in the first drive. Uh, and those were on Josh Myers. You know, last night, the Packers on third down were awful. Four of 12, 33.3%. But defensively speaking, they held the Raiders to 38.5% last night. Packers actually had more yardage than the Raiders did. Packers had more rushing yards than the Raiders did. Um, You know, a a tick, the Raiders had a tick more, 183 to 175 passing yards. I mean, it was a very even game. It's just the turnovers killed this team, and it was five minutes of, uh, of, you know, time of possession differential, keeping that team, keeping that defense on the field. The defense is on an eight-minute, 14-play drive. They, They give up the... The touchdown, they, and then they're asked to come right back in less than 10 seconds because Christian, or not Christian Watson, but Jordan Love throws a very quick interception. Then their backs are against the wall, and they, they withstood the challenge. They held it to a field goal, but that was a quick turnaround. And I, I just, you know, tough. Tough one to swallow. Tough one to swallow. You watched the Packers last night. Packers, it went like this. Eight eight plays, 28 yards. Uh, they had five yards in penalty. They ended up punting. Next drive, eight plays, 60 yards, field goal. Then it was four yards or four plays, 11 yards, punt. First play was an interception, three and out punt, and they gained a total of three yards. And then it was uh, one play, 11 yards to end the half. In the second half of that ball game, on four possessions, on four possessions, four possessions. In the second in the second quarter, they gained twenty-four yards. Twenty-four yards in four possessions. Twenty-four yards. I mean, you can you could probably just circle that quarter and just say this is where they failed. They, this is where they just stunk. Four plays, 11 yards, one play pick, three plays, three yards, one play, 11 yards. That was the end of half. Four possessions, 24 yards. And, again, there's just – 
you can look at certain things and you can say, this is just bad. When you needed it most, when you needed the rhythm, when you needed the points, when you needed to put a drive together, keep that, off, that, that defense off the field. They've been out there for that eight-minute drive. Just do everything you can. The offense, again, as Matt LaFleur would always say, we did not play complimentary football. Well, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. And by the way, in that uh, second quarter, uh, no penalties. No offensive penalties in that, in that second quarter. So it wasn't like they shot themselves in the foot. It was just an offense that was inept. Very bad. Very bad. Uh, 877-867-1670. Find us. I uh, want to hear from you. Um, James says, don't they really only have one week of preparation? The players are gone until next Monday or Tuesday. No. You know, you, you, no, stop. Because they get off, the coaches sit down, they self-scout, they start to put game plans together. You got two weeks to do it. You got two weeks from yesterday from last night on the flight home to start looking forward to what you've been doing wrong, what you need to do better, and to start looking forward to this Denver game. You get a chance to rest up, a chance to relax. You have an extra practice or two that are in there. Guys get a chance to get back in the gym. You start to prepare and start to get yourself ready after the bye week to come back and play good football against a bad Denver Bronco team. And you also have an opportunity to start to look at everything that works and why it works and to say, let's accentuate that. Let's put a game plan together out of everything that's been working and everything we've been able to self-scout, specifically over the last, what, 12 days? Now you've got two more weeks on top of it? Come on. No. Who cares? If you want to get technical about it, yeah, you actually, you know, you know, you have, what, three, four practices, okay. But from today, moving forward, you have basically two weeks to get ready for the Denver Broncos. And that's talking in coaches speak. You know, hey, we got a week off. we got two weeks to prepare. What do you do? Well, you, you have guys start to get ready via, if you're banged up, you, you, you go to the tub. Whether it's massages, infrared, ice baths, whatever it is you need, Whatever therapy it is you're going to have to go through to get yourself ready to play, that's what you do. And then you're putting in your game plan. You're, having, you're giving guys game film. What are you doing? What do you need to do better? You're, you're going through all of that. It, it never stops. You maybe have a day or two off where you just sit back and do nothing and just hang with your family, hang with your kids, hang with your, your, your buddies, go out to dinner, get something to eat, whatever. You, you got a few of those days, but that's it. And even then, you're still getting your body rested. But for the most part, no. Nope. You got time. <clears throat> uh, Jeremy says, if we lose to the Broncos, do you think we could be sellers at the trade deadline? Um, what are you going to sell? And if you got a big contract, you can't just trade it away because it comes with salary cap ramifications. This isn't like baseball. You know where you're, you're selling off a bunch of. You know you're you're selling off prospects and stuff, and you're restocking it. It's just it's, you know, unless you're going to get draft choices, you know what I I don't. There has been more activity, at the trade deadline. Which, by the way, I think uh, the trade deadline is what three weeks from today. I think it's three weeks from today. But I I don't know I. I I never say never, 
But it's not like baseball where you decide to be a seller and you're going to start dumping contracts and, and things like that because it's it just doesn't work that way in the NFL, especially if you got guaranteed money involved. It feels like most trade deadline deals are like Van Jefferson got traded today, like a wide receiver yeah. near the bottom of the depth chart, not really getting targets, go for a right. sixth or seventh round pick. Michael Hardman, right. the Jets are looking to trade him. That's really the extent of most NFL trade deadlines. Yeah, yeah. And, and for that, you know, for that, um, for that deal, it's a low risk, high reward deal. And there's not a ton of money to shift around to make that deal happen. You know what I mean? But I mean, who are you going to trade? What part are you going to trade? Do you, you know what I mean? You're not going to get rid of your young talent. Maybe, you know, one of the veterans that you have that doesn't have a lot of guaranteed money still coming in their direct or you know they have this year left in their contract maybe you get a draft choice for them but you know I don't think there's I don't think at this point in time it does you much unless of course you want to start the tank which I don't think they want to do I don't think it does you much good to be perfectly honest with you but you know who you know who knows stranger things have happened I mean if Goody finds that he can get a better draft position or start to stockpile draft position for you know, next year, well, maybe, maybe he does, but I, I don't I don't think the Packers are going to be in that trade market. They're doing just fine losing games with the roster they have right now. What do you mean start right? the start <laughs> the tank? And also, like, let's say the Packers had a veteran to trade. Would you rather have an extra fifth or sixth round pick, or would you rather have a veteran presence on this team for the rest of the year to help keep things stable and, and try to I would, I would much rather have – it depends on what you're going to do with those picks, too. I mean, if you're sitting there saying, well – we're going to stockpile picks because I have three guys that I'm targeting in that first round and I want to jump up and I want to start to add, I want to have enough picks to be able to have enough draft capital to do what I want. Okay. I'm good with that. Then you can see the method to the madness, but if you're just going to like hang on to those picks and let all of that just play out, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Not at this point. And I, I, I just, I don't, I, I see Goody picking up the phone, but I don't really see too much happening. to be honest, that's just my opinion. You know, again, football drafts and trades and stuff. Football trades just—they're not—they're not screwed. They're not, they're not, screw, they're not uh, the same as baseball trades at the trade deadline or you know NBA trades at the NBA deadline. It's just not. It's become more. I, I will give you that, but I don't—I don't—I don't see that. I don't see that becoming a, a big thing, unless of course you were a team that is in need of another player, a need of something that's going to put you over the top or at least make your team that much better. And then maybe you make a, a, a deal just like Atlanta did, a low-risk, low high-reward type of thing. But you usually don't see big deals going down or a lot of guys shifting teams at the trade deadline. Um, yeah, Farmer, uh, Farmer Groot says, if I threw three picks, yeah, I wouldn't want to be around anybody either because he probably is disgusted in himself. That's true, you know, and the, the the bad thing about this, if you're a player in that locker room, um, you've now got two weeks to make this pain go away because you're going to have to hear it. You're going to hear it from friends. You're going to hear it from family. You're going to hear it on the radio. You're going to hear it on the TV. You're going to hear it on national. You're going to hear it on local. I mean, it's it's you, you, the, your last two performances have been pitiful, pitiful, and you don't have – you, 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 
you can't get back out and correct that like right now. You just can't do it. Let's do this. We're going to step aside. Mike Clemens is going to be joining us coming up here momentarily. Stay tuned. whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show as we round things out with Mike. Coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers on 1031-2023. Good to have you back, the Bill Michael Show. On a t- uh, on a day in which it's uh, a lot of uh, darts to the dartboard, trying to figure out what's uh, what's wrong with the Green Bay Packers. Good to have you back. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there to every plumbing and heating. They are in Lacrosse. They are in Trempolo, Monroe, Vernon, Jackson County. I can go on and on, but if uh, God knows, it's starting to get cooler outside. So if you need uh, servicing and just to make sure, just that kind of that uh, furnace checkup, if you will. Call them 608 783 2803. 608 783 2803. For any job. Uh, no, nothing too big, too small. They do commercial, they do residential, whatever it happens to be. Again, every plumbing and heating, 608 783 2803. They are in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin. We bring them in now. Mike Clements joining us on the hotline. And uh, Mike, uh, man, just what a. I let this thing kind of marinate overnight, and I started thinking about it, and I went back and watched portions of it this morning. I'll tell you, this this offense is trending in the wrong direction right now. How you doing, man? Uh, it could, uh, as confused as I can be about uh, the Green Bay Packers, uh, every all the experts on the NFL Live picked Green Bay to win this one. And, you know, some of the tools right there, I got all kinds of weird questions today. Like, if Emmanuel Wilson is running back that sparked, you know, during training camp and showed a lot of speed, and if he can't go there and Jones again, you know, you use Patrick Taylor, but I, 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 I don't understand why you have a guy in the roster that you don't use. And I know he's right. a rookie, but it's, you know, what, it's a tight ball game. It's in prime time. I don't know. Why, why don't you just give them one package? And uh, there's all kinds of little questions I've got like that. And, that, you know, that's just they don't trust them, <laughs> you know, which means you right. haven't done a very good job with your depth chart, right? Right. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, you know, the only thing you can say is maybe 
they didn't want him in because he's not, you know, really astute at picking up a blitz right now. Maybe Max Crosby would have run him over. Who, who knows? I mean, that was the reason uh, A.J. Dillon didn't find his way onto the field early on in his career because he wasn't great at picking up the blitzes. Well, you know, and I was just reading about some other uh, popular coach right now. I think it's Sean McVay. Sean McVay's like from the old uh, Mike McCarthy school. You drop the ball once and you're sitting on the bench. You know, there's there's no second chances. LaFleur, I don't think, feels that way. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's start off with uh, Jordan Love, um, who said he thought that they got off to a good start running the football last night. The run game started off good tonight, you know, and uh, still coming up with only three points. You know, it's tough. I got to be better, you know, having the turnover um, early. And then, like you said, just a slow start. We just got to find a way to get going faster, get a rhythm going. Obviously, we miss Aaron Jones not being out there, but that's not an excuse. You know, we got to find a way to go in. You know, I think A.J. had a, had a great game tonight. He stepped up and was running the ball great. Um, PT stepped up, had some big plays, but uh, it's not an excuse. I mean, we just got to find a way to go in. Mike, uh, it's amazing in a year in which the devaluation of the running back position has been so publicized. Aaron Jones goes down, goes down, they desperately miss him. Saquon Barkley goes down, they desperately miss him. Jonathan Taylor goes down, they desperately miss him so much that they pay him being disgruntled on the IR. Uh, it's just it's amazing that now all of a sudden the, the, the running back and his ability, whether it's to pick up a blitz or catch passes out of the backfield, is being so highly valued. Well, the Atlanta Falcons uh, have got a pretty good rookie running back and B. John yeah. Robinson, and they're winning games with that. And I watched on the plane uh, out here, I watched that entire New York Jets uh, win over the desperate Broncos. And, you know, they, they did it with their guy, with Hall, with Bryce Hall. He's a great running back, you know, and coming back last year from the uh, torn ACL. But that was that's what saved the Jets. That's to keep Russell Wilson off the field. And it's not like you know, the Oakland Raiders right now with the Jimmy G is that kind of a offensive juggernaut, but it's one way to keep Devontae and the rest of those guys, you know, Josh Jacobs off the field and, and, and just have it and also start beating up that, you know, tough defensive line led by Max Crosby. Uh, so I was at this practice Saturday uh, before we got on the plane to Nevada and uh, we talked to LaFleur for Saturday afternoon, had a good talk with him, but, I, I noticed that um, Ben Sermons, the running back coach, has got there with A.J. Dillon, and then Patrick Taylor, PT, as they call him, as Jordan just called him there, and then this Emmanuel Wilson, and they're running through some heavy drills, like a lot of contract drills, and Aaron Jones is over there dressed up but watching. And so Matt LaFleur was asked last night, so why we thought that, you know Aaron Jones got some snaps in the debacle against the Lions, and talked to us at length last week and said, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that they were going to put me on a pitch count, but I felt good. Matt Floor on why Aaron Jones ended up playing on Monday Night Football here against the Raiders. He did everything he could. You know, I would say I think it was Saturday's practice. He kind of felt a little something. And, you know, uh, I think collectively, medical staff, myself, Goody, definitely thought it was in the best interest to not risk it. Needed to stick with the run a little bit more. We In the second half, we got under center for the predominantly the, the majority of the second half, and I thought that really helped us. Some more downhill runs. I thought A.J. was running really hard. I thought our line was doing a pretty good job of coming off the ball, and that kind of got us going a little bit. I, uh, I I would agree with him. I mean, the run game certainly was helpful. Uh, it was when they turned to Jordan Love in the pass game that got him into trouble, and 
Jordan Love again with a multiple interception game, which everybody's noting today that Aaron Rodgers never did in his entire career when he had a multiple interception game. He never came back with another one. That never happened. So uh, I think it's unfair to kind of compare the two, but that's what's happening today. But, Mike, uh, another game in which he throws a couple of really bad picks. Yeah, um, and let's not forget the guy before Aaron Jones made it to the Hall of Fame, too, by throwing more interceptions than anybody in the history of the sport. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, let's not compare to, to Aaron Rodgers at all. And I don't know if, if Jordan Love is going to be a Hall of Famer. You just need him to be a, a quarterback. I, I, I felt that this was, you know, a three-interception game for Jordan Love. Yeah, that's going to cast him at some point. Either defenses are going to catch up to some of the things that he's doing, or things that happen like they had, like they did are are going to happen. Um, now Matt Lafleur was asked about. So what was the deal with Jordan Love throwing you know two picks to a linebacker and then you know, the killer at the end of the game? You know the one pick that Spillane picked off, kind of threw it to him. I think he you know he's got to see him and and not make that decision. And I think the other two, he was giving his guy a fifty fifty op down the field, and and their guy made the play. And the other one was a, a bang bang play on a deep curl cut. And the corner did a really nice job of, of squeezing the route, and the ball pops up in the air, and sometimes that's the price of doing business. So I don't know if I necessarily buy that. It was a throw in which really the defender got to it before the receiver did. And the first one to Spillane was like he was throwing it into triple coverage, like he was just giving it to them. It was just a couple of bad picks, in my opinion, Mike. Now, uh, we were talking about this earlier today. It's like teams are daring him to throw down the middle and to throw downfield. Uh, they're going to give you the short stuff, the quick outs, because they're going to penetrate and they're going to knock it down and give you maybe a two- or three-yard gain at best. But it's almost like they're daring him to throw downfield now and and that's becoming alarming because if you can't throw downfield and you're not accurate and you're not on time, man, it's going to be a long, long season. So, you know, now what do you do with this game plan? What Do you also get the feeling sometimes, like on a couple of those balls to Christian Watson, overall this season, overall all this time in Green Bay, that he doesn't seem to fight for the football? You know, like yep. there's, there's a catchable ball out there. And LaFleur said, I – I trust there are other little things that these receivers. Nope. Mike's breaking up really bad. We're losing Mike. I'm going to check with. Oh, him. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, can, yeah. Can, that, can that's now? better. There you go. Yeah. That's that better? better. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. now, now it's a two bars. Okay. There you go. Uh, it's um, it, it, that. LaFleur says it's not a question of some of these receivers on their deep balls from the Packers fighting for the football. There's other techniques that they got to do. And I think that probably comes right back down to the quarterback and the timing and putting the ball in the right place and putting the ball on the correct shoulder so that you're between the defender and, you know, the, the flight of the trajectory of the ball. Um, Whatever the case, you know, I think LaFleur, to me, Bill, I think LaFleur keeps on kind of putting in his best plays game plan and not the ones that are going to work. And, you know, like that running drive that they had with A.J. Dillon, well, you can't do that all game to a back, but the one where he, he popped one for about 20 yards and he got one on the fourth and one, then he ended up getting in the touchdown. And I even tweeted out and said that John Madden would have, the Raiders' John Madden would have loved that drive because it's bam, bam, boom, bam. You know, right. and you, 
You, so then you got to give a series of Patrick Taylor. You got to try out uh, Emmanuel Wilson. You, you've got to just be more of a straight ahead and take these guys one on one, and that helps your offensive line. So now, you know, everybody's throwing out this fact: one game in the middle of 23 days. I mean, how much prep time do you need? How much recovery time do you need? And here's what Lafleur said about what he's going to do next with the offensive plan we got to do a better job offensively. It just seems like we put ourselves in those situations quite a bit over the course of the first five games of the season, and that's tough to overcome in this league, especially when you have a lot of youth on that side of the ball, and I'm not trying to make excuses for it. we we got to do a better job to avoid those situations and, and really not put ourselves in them. Obviously, searching for a little bit of answers right now. I think this week will give us an opportunity to kind of go back, and you know, I thought we did that over the, the mini-buy, but we got to find something to get us going, to jumpstart us. That comment right there, Mike, and I know we're going to take a break here, but that comment right there, we've got to find something. He looked over the mini-buy, the mini-buy as he calls it, to be able to self-scout and thought they had it, and he said they can't find it. Now we've got to look for something to jumpstart us. And to me, that's like, we don't know. We don't, we don't know what's going to be able to jumpstart us. We, we don't have a clue right now as to what's going to get this thing going. Doesn't it sound like that? That sounds like a trade to me. Yeah, that too. Something that's going to jumpstart this team. Do, do they go out and instead of being a seller, do they go out and become a buyer and try to find a legit big time wide receiver of some type? You know, somebody that's going to come in with some veteran experience and actually be able to handle the football and handle the passing game. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Got a lot more to get to. Mike Clemens live in Vegas, still hanging out there. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What's better than a Packers win? Well, how about celebrating a Packers win behind the wheel of a brand new 2023 Chevy Colorado Trail Boss? Right now at Quick Trip. For every dollar you spend with Quick Rewards, you'll earn a Packers point with our Quick Rewards Packers points. Then, with your Quick Rewards app, spend points for your chance to win amazing prizes throughout the season, like a Chevy Colorado Trail Boss. Kick off your winning season with Quick Rewards Packers points, only from Quick Trip. See quicktrip.com slash sweepstakes for details. Once I kind of stepped up in the pocket, I just kind of saw Christian. I felt like he had the DB uh, beat by a little bit. You know, thought we could make a play to go win it right there in the end zone. Kind of just under through it. Didn't get enough on it. Didn't get it out there enough. And the DB made a good play. Dropping it in the bucket is not, uh, as we're finding out rather quickly, is not Christian Watson's, or not uh, Jordan Love's forte, so to speak. So. Last night, that's the way things pretty much ended. Mike Clements joining us on the line. He's out in Vegas. And, Mike, uh, you know, we've been kind of talking about it that, uh, you know, the accuracy uh, on downfield passes has not been there. Some guys, like Christian Watson, you would like to see fight a little bit more for the football. So, uh, you know, how did Christian Watson feel after the ball game? They love this kid. They love this kid, Bill uh, Christian, because they can throw so much at him, they say. He can play the X, he can play the Y, he can play the Z. Uh, so he's very versatile. He's a very smart 
very smart kid. Um, he just probably needs to toughen up a little bit more as a football player. Uh, and, you know, he had that 77-yarder, and the, the kid got him, pulled him from behind with the horse collar, which is yeah. like take the penalty and not the points. And, you know, for the safety committee of the NFL, that's not a good look because I guarantee you that the, that's obviously the way they're training it. But, you know, he, he gets that 77-yarder, and now with the game on the line, that ball is, is as LaFleur called it, a 50-50 ball. But I don't know, man. He's just – it's body body control is what Jordan Love calls it. it was, you, that ball's in the air. It is a 50-50 ball. And how can you – are you going to figure out to put six foot three over 5'11 and make the winning touchdown? And here's what Christian told us after the game. We're going we're gonna to shape ourselves. Uh, I mean, we got to continue to um, to improve in, in, in every aspect. Um, you know, obviously, I'm on the offensive side of the ball, so I'm looking more there. And, and uh, you know, we got to help our defense out a little bit more. Um, I think we have the opportunity to be to be a, a really good football team. We just got to you know find a way to to, to be better. Uh, you know, earlier in games and um, you know just throughout throughout the whole games, find some more consistency. So, Mike, uh, the offensive line we talked about as well, and and Jordan Love at times didn't have a lot of time to throw and. Max Crosby was a one-man wrecking crew. You had Elton Jenkins back with a knee injury. You're missing David Bakhtiari. John Runyon's playing on a bum ankle. I mean, there are some issues up front uh, on that offensive line, without a doubt. Yeah, and let's face it. um, In order for these Packers to be winning these games, they've got to have their best out there. I mean, you know, now you're maybe seeing where Aaron Rodgers can make the difference in some games. No question about it. Uh, but it, well, although he went eight and nine and lost seven out of eight last year with a bad thumb. Anyway, John Runyon, uh, Bill, is going to become our new guy to talk to on the offensive line now that David Bakhtiari has essentially moved on. And I asked to, uh, I asked this young man last night about, well, okay, what do you guys was a, why couldn't you get into your rhythm enough series to win this game against the Raiders? We haven't really been able to run the ball pretty effectively the first few games, and I thought we showed glimpses uh, this game. I, know, I don't know how many yards we rushed for, but uh, it was was over 100, and uh, you know that's got to be the standard going forward, at least 100 yards per game. I think this is our first game of the season rushing for 100 yards and um, getting the run game going up front and you know play passes and those explosives like what we had with Christian today because that was kind of about for run action. You know That's what we're built on. That's the world we want to live in. So being able to run the ball and you know get the linebackers to you know suck up and you know fall for that run fake and being able to throw it over the top like that play I just mentioned is uh, really important to our offense. we got to keep pressing that going forward, I feel like. John, what's Thank you, sir. You know, Mike, hey, look, I, I, everything he says is 100% true, but at some point, and maybe we're starting to hear a little bit of that, the defense is going to become frustrated because the defense, I had mentioned this today, out of the five games, Mike, the defense has been on the field 25 minutes and 50 seconds more than the offense. I mean, almost an entire half of football has been played more defensively than offensively because they can't sustain drives, and that's eventually going to start to wear on some of those guys defensively. And I thought last night – you're back and forth with Rudy Ford. Now, you tell me, is that a guy starting to feel angst towards the offense? No, this is the funny part. Rudy Ford is damn lucky to have a job. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a backup. Come on, man. And I understand, I guess, you know, the Jets didn't think that Adrian Amos is that good because they didn't put him on their starting line. But Rudy Ford is a safety backup and special teams guy on a team that's going to the Super Bowl. He comes up with a nice pick last night. He's a good guy. 
So let me ask you this. When, when one of the nicest, hard, hardest working guys, when you try to talk to him about, you know, what's bothering you? What, 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 what's, your, what's the defensive sense of what happened in this game last night? There's a lot of energy. There I mean, plays on either side. And then... I just got no, uh, no comment at this moment. That disappointing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is that disappointing. I got no comment right now. Um, yeah. Just one more thing is this. You can feel those momentum swings when Rashawn gets the quarterback down. When you get the pick, it's got to be frustrating that you can't follow through in the next couple of series after that. Uh, no comment. I got no comment. That's that's a really weird exchange. Well, and here's the thing. You know what happened? Something was said amongst those defensive players. They were down there in this one corner where there's the D-backs and a couple of linebackers. Something was said, and then they opened up the, the, the doors. And that's the guy that says, man, all of our leaders are in a really bad mood about this, and they're pointing fingers, and they're, they're upset. They, they love Jordan Love as a guy. They respect Matt LaFleur as a head coach. But they're just ticked off that they put their bodies on the line. They did their prep. They did their job holding Devontae Adams and those guys to under 17 points, and we lost a stinking game and got embarrassed again for the second week in a row in primetime TV where they're the only game, and everybody's going to be ripping the Packers for the next couple of days, and we got to put up with this crap going into our bye. That's the way your defense is right now. And so you talk to Rasul Douglas. He tells it straight and say, well, you know, we, we saw you covering 17, Devontae Adams, not Jair. What was going on there? And, and do you take a little pride in that? It's not, it wasn't about that, though. You know what I'm saying? We wanted to go home in a bar with a win. Now Matt about to talk our damn head off tomorrow. As soon as we wake up, because we get back in the morning, he about to talk our head off because we lost. So... We came here to win. That was really the only. That's really the only goal. It wasn't about Tay doing nothing. It wasn't about nobody doing nothing. No matchup. It wasn't nothing. It was just win. Do whatever you gotta do to win, and we ain't do it. And it, it <laughs> I give him credit. Defensively, they did enough to win this ball game. I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I, I go back to that eight-minute drive where they gave up the touchdown. One play later, they're back on the field because Jordan Love throws that just ugly pick, and then they they did their job and they held that team to a field goal. And from that from that point on, they were pretty solid, Mike. And they, they, they're just not getting any backup, and the offense just looks worse and worse and worse. Malafleur, he also talked about we're going to yell that again tomorrow. So that must have happened last week, Friday, after the Lions debacle. But Malafleur, to me, is getting more impatient and angry than I've seen him in his five years. Do you remember there was a play last night where they did the old, uh, oh, they're past midfield or, or they're at midfield, it's fourth and one, let's go for it. So they line up, and actually all they're trying to do is get the lines to jump off sides, right? Yeah. right. So the, the, you know, the play clock expires, and they have to back up five yards. When they uh, backed up uh, and then set up for a punt, um, Luke Musgrave, your star rookie tight end, number 88, comes off. And Lafleur just rips into him. How do you rip into a guy where you did a fourth and one, trying to draw him off sides with a? I mean, you just have to line up and stay still. But I guess there must have been some sort of emotion. I'm trying to figure this out. But I mean, he's just and maybe it was something that happened during that series. But Lafleur ripped. I don't know if they showed that on TV. 
Yeah, they did. He just ripped them a new one. Like, oh, my. And and listen, Luke Musgrave can take it. You know, his daddy played pro football. He's a big boy. But I'm like, God, I mean, LaFleur's, he's just losing it. And he needs that kid, man. He needs that kid. Who's he going to go to? Rashawn Gary is your best defensive player, maybe your best player on this team right now. And uh, he, this is how he put it in perspective for that uh, losing locker room last night. Uh, just like we did after the game, brought it up and said we still got a long season, man. You feel me? So the young guys, they're just going to watch how the vets take over and we're just going to go to work. That's it. And, which is true. I mean, you know, you just got to be able to go and kind of put it out of your mind and you still have a long season left and the opportunity to get some wins and, and see what happens. But, man, the trend is is just not good. And defensively spe- or offensively speaking, uh, you, you go to the picks and you just keep thinking to yourself, man, some of the ugly turnovers that they had, if they were able to sustain drives, go back to the game in Atlanta, go back to the game against Detroit. I mean, there's some areas here where if you just don't have bad mistakes, you can win a ball game. Yeah, and, and you know, Cinderella stories on Monday Night Football, like this kid, you know, Amik Robertson gets the key pick at the end of the game, Jordan Love's third pick of the night. By the way, they did a fun thing. They, uh, they went to a fan uh, with, the, the, like, the stadium host, the woman, and she said, uh, come on, Seth, let me ask you some questions. All right, which of these coaches is the NFL championship trophy named after? <laughs> People are like, oh, my God. And one of the choices was Vince Lombardi. Great. Uh, next one. Which player that's in the Hall of Fame now played for both the Raiders and the Green Bay Packers? And they had some choices and had Charles Woodson on there. He picked C, Charles Woodson. Oh, great. And she says, turn around. And Charles Woodson's sitting in, in the second row behind him at the game. Oh, that's night. pretty cool. Then they put up on the scoreboard, uh, happy for, yesterday was Woodson's birthday. So, you know, and, and the kid that makes the play is wearing what? Number 21. But then you got another Cinderella, this linebacker, Robert um, Spillane, who gets the two picks early in the game, and he talked about you know, how big it was for that kid to end the game with for them. I mean, one of the best interceptions that I've ever seen in my life, 50 yards down the field to be able to contort his body, high point the football and end the game like that. What an outstanding play by a player who's just been gnawing at the bit to get on the field. So I'm excited for him. He's he's trusted the process, continue to get better, and we're excited for him. Um, and Mike, last night, much like uh, they talked about in the Packers locker room, they kind of kept Devontae, you know, Adams pretty quiet. Yeah, and you know, Devontae had a pretty good press conference uh, the other day. Some interesting things to say there about his separation from Green Bay, and he talked about you know last night then actually being out there on the field against the Green Bay Packers. It was uh it was good. I wish I could have been able to send him send him off with a few more plays um, made. But at the end of the day, we beat him. Not nobody can make up this crazy narrative and talk about how I shouldn't have left and all of this stuff. You know that that was getting ready to come if we didn't win it. So glad to glad to you know get that win off of them today. And um, you know we just want to beat everybody. But you know today was definitely a little bit more sweet. Then you've got uh, obviously. Yeah, you know, the the Max Crosby uh, <laughs> implement here because that guy was a one-man wrecking crew last night, Mike. And he is so perfect for this team and for this market because, I mean, it looked like Halloween last night <laughs> at that ballpark. People walking up. I posted a couple of pictures of some of the fans I saw. And this dude with his red hair and his big red beard, big you know grin and his productivity, chasing quarterbacks and pulling down running backs, 
he talked about how great it felt to get a big win for that franchise. Remember, the Packers were 8-0 in their last meetings with the Raiders, and now it's 8-1. Here's what Max Crosby said after a win. I love this team. I love the guys in the locker room. Um, I feel like, you know, we're trying to do everything right, and uh, tonight was a testament of that. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't pretty, uh, but we found a way. Um, and like I said, every day I get to show up, you know, in the building with these guys, um, it's a blessing. So we just got to keep improving and, uh, you know, get another win next week. Let's do this. We'll step out, take a quick break, come back. One final segment to go with Mike Clemens live out in Las Vegas. Stay tuned. We got more coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031-2023. Mike Clemens' appearance on the program brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. They are quiet, they are cozy, they are comfortable, and just a mile from Lambeau Field. So if you're heading up there for maybe a family stay, it's perfect for that. In the Bay Family Restaurant, they have homestyle cooking seven days a week, always good. That's the Bay Motel on South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them right now for reservations, 920-494-3441, 494-3441 or go online at baymotelgreenbay.com that is baymotelgreenbay.com so mike uh they they've got now a couple of weeks to do some self-scouting as they had the mini buy to self-scout they're going to try to figure this out you know if you start throwing darts at a dartboard mike what what needs to be fixed well, the good news is your next couple of games don't include the Philadelphia Eagles or the San Francisco 49ers. That's the good news there. Yes. Um, I think first and foremost, um, and, you know, I just had a, a bit of a sense of this because you want to have against another really top five NFL team, believe it or not, the Detroit Lions. Physical, tough, love their coach, you know, all on the same page. Um what do you you got to figure out how Jordan Love can get through that? And I, I, you know, it sounds simple to say simplify, but I think that's what they have to do. I mean, you know, Lafleur doesn't have Aaron Rodgers anymore, and it, and they have all this confidence in Jordan Love, and he's been here three years, and he knows our system. But you know, I they looked the best last night when he's just handing off the football to AJ Dillon, mm-hmm. and so so me, you know. If the quarterback is just the slightest bit confused, and I know from a couple of comments in the last two months from the offensive linemen, we know that the quarterback has, has made a mistake or two. Wrong word in the huddle, wrong word at the line of scrimmage, 
Um, so that's probably the biggest thing that on their plate before they come back from this weekend, and then they head out to Denver to play a, you know, a very so-so Denver Bronco team. But um, it's it's got to be something different and something that fits Jordan Love. And that's why I brought up those questions to both those guys last week between Love and the floor. Like, when does Jordan say no to plays? When does he say, you know, I don't feel good about that? And Jordan said, it's when I don't feel we've repped it enough. And LaFleur said, yeah, yeah, you know, and sometimes there's limitations in reps. He goes, but Jordan's been very good about you know, accepting that and, and trying to stick with our plan and, and trying to, you know, uh, execute what we're asking him to do for the whole offense. I don't, I don't know, man. Just because Romeo Dobbs or Christian Watson has got some talent and some levels, uh, I don't know if the quarterback is up to some of those things quite yet. Yeah, I, you know, Mike, it's it's like I said, it's almost like they're daring him to throw down the middle of the field, and the dink and dunks are getting eaten alive before the ball really even gets out of his hand. They're already pressing him at the line of scrimmage, and the downfield passing game hasn't really become a thing. So it's like, well, you know, what direction do you go? Do you just turn and say, okay, we're just going to open it up. We're going to start kind of just, you know, let, let's just see where the chips, you know, fall by the time this thing ends. I, maybe it gets better as it goes along. I don't know. They got to. They got a lot to look at. Mike, safe flight back, man, and uh, we'll see you when you get back in Wisconsin. Oh, I got some Vegas stories for you. We're going to have to book extra days when we come out here for the Super Bowl. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Good <laughs> stuff. There you go. That's our buddy Mike Clemens joining us for a man. Fast show today. It flew by, but kind of knew it would. Kind of knew it would. Until we talk again, 20 hours from now, uh, I'm going to have a beverage. I'm going to relax. I'm going to try to get rid of some of the angst, and we'll be back at it again tomorrow. Tomorrow. Until then, time for us to get out of here. Have a go. Huh?